0: Hello everyone and welcome back to CHH Hysteria, a podcast for CHH about everything CHH. I'm your host Cole. And I'm your fellow host Cooper. And today we have another Cooper on the show, the Moses of rap and up and coming CHH artist Coop. Thank you for coming on.
1: Yes sir. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. uh, We we are huge fans of your music, have been since like probably early this year when we found you um, on your Exile album, Super Good. But just two weeks ago, you dropped your childlike project. Can you tell us a little bit about like, how you came up with that concept, how it all
1: came together, stuff like that? Uh, yeah. So um, I, knew, I knew I had to drop an EP. Um, next move came to the artist and was like, hey, we want you guys to drop an EP. And I was kind of just looking for inspiration, didn't really know where I wanted to go. And then I actually stumbled across this photo on my mom's Instagram. I just happened to be like looking through old photos and stuff, and I found this photo that really just took me mm-hmm. back, and it hit a wave of nostalgia hit. And um, it was it was the photo that turned out to be the the cover art for the mm-hmm. Childlike EP. And um, I wrote Home Run Derby like that right then. Um, I, and it, originally, it was just supposed to be a single because I was like, I really like this song. Um, and then I, I I just took that whole concept of those younger childhood days and and reminiscing and and i turned it into the ep that that we have now so yeah it was kind of just a random moment of inspiration from a photo that that turned into that so that's kind of cool
0: yeah a lot of times the best concepts come from like a random inspiration like you see like i you said like you're looking through old stuff and like nostalgia and it just kicks in that's still right. um you said does home is home run derby would you call that your favorite song on the project then or did you end up recording something else that you like more
1: Ooh, uh, it's it's a tie between Home Run Derby and Storytime Part 2. But yeah, mm. that one, I mean, both of those are some of the some of the best songs I think I've ever written. So for sure. Nice.
0: Yeah, I love Storytime Part 2. I uh, I think your storytelling ability is really good. And I can't wait to see where it goes. Um, Thank can you, we talk about, can you tell us a little bit about that song? Um, yeah. It's kind of like your life story almost, like your birth story sounds like.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um I'll, everything in there is a true story. Um I was in my I was a month away from being born. It happened in January of 2002. Um it was a really bad winter storm that had hit in Oklahoma and I can't remember where they were driving to or from, but um it was my mom, my sister and my grandma. I mean, my mom, my mom's sister and my grandma um and both my mom and her sister were pregnant with me and my cousin and there was a bunch of ice and and we ended up rolling like four or five times um i posted the picture on my twitter i'll probably post a picture of the car on my instagram but sometime later but yeah it was just a it was a terrible car accident that really kind of defined our family um my grandpa was in the car behind and he saw the whole thing happened and and he thought he had lost us all. So it was just really kind of tragic moment. Um, Thankfully, God protected us. I think my grandma had a surgery and my aunt had a surgery. Other than that, um, it was just minor injuries. No one was um, seriously hurt, which is kind of a miracle when you see the damage of the car and everything. So um, yeah, there's kind of two, um, I guess car wrecks that defined my family. That was one of them. And then the other one was part two that I talked about with my grandparents, um, on my dad's side. And so I just wanted to weave those two stories together.
0: Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that. I'm not on much on Twitter as much as I'm on Instagram. So I'll have to go check that photo out on Twitter. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you is that, so the second verse is about your grandparents on your dad's side.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, my grandparents in 1963 they had a son named edward um and he was a year old and he was sitting in the front seat of their car when they were traveling and uh, they were actually hit by a drunk driver and Mm. the baby passed away um and both my grandma and grandpa were in a coma each for like a month or two um so they literally they woke up and their baby had already been buried and a funeral and everything it was tragic um and then because of uh the wreck and complications that they had they, they couldn't have kids anymore so they that's how they ended up later adopting my dad so the the story is kind of you know the first car wreck that I was involved in and then how um my grandparents car wreck all those years back led to the adoption of my dad and and how I got here today so it's kind of just a cool story that I wanted to to tell
0: yeah you said something like how God can take your wreck and make it I can't remember exactly how you said it but I think it's the last yeah, line. yeah yeah so I, I, I really, really wanted to
1: yeah I really wanted to wrap up like okay this is a personal story to me how can I make it impact other people because not everyone has you know been through a car wreck but um, it really just hit me that um, the whole point of this was that God can take um, a bad situation and bring something good out of it so i think i said god can make a masterpiece out of your wrecked life too like whatever is going on in your life um so yeah but thank you so much i appreciate yeah. that you like it for
0: sure no that's one of my favorite um, one of my favorites from the project as well and then i um, kind of going to one of my other favorites is um 10 9000 hours um yeah yeah that yeah. one that's kind of like I don't know probably like the radio hit. I don't know if that's the right word, but like kind of like yeah. probably the one that's gonna be like more playlisted and stuff. But yep, um, in that, so what what was your thought process behind saying nine thousand hours versus
1: like you know the normal's ten thousand hours? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so like you said, that's definitely the probably the radio hit, I guess, or playlisted one. And I knew I needed a song for, with a lot of replay value. Um, so uh, that's that's the reason why I made that track. And, um, you know, there's a ton of songs called like 10,000 Hours and right. um, and I wanted to kind of do something different. I've been obsessed with that whole concept of 10,000 Hours since I was really young. Um, I always thought like if I could hit my 10,000 Hours, I'd be the best rapper ever. Um, and so kind of the meaning behind that song is what I feel like where I'm at as an artist is like I'm I'm at my 9,000 Hours Um, and and so just kind of wait till I hit my 10,000. If this is me at my 9,000, it's all hypothetical. I don't really know. I haven't kept track of how many hours I've spent. Um, but that was kind of the idea behind it. Like this is, this is me before my 10,000. I'm still working at it. Um, but yeah, that that was the idea behind that.
0: Nice. Yeah. Um, that's dope. I like it. Like you're not at your Prime per se yet, like there's still right. a lot to come. Yeah, that's dope. right. And, and
1: I and I love the fact that like, there's a ton of songs called Ten Thousand Hours, and I don't, I, I doubt there's a song out there called Nine Thousand Hours. I, I right. just wanted to do something <laughs> different. So,
0: for sure, yeah. I don't think I've heard one called Nine Thousand Hours, but there, yeah, right. There's like a million Ten Thousand Hours. Um, for sure, yeah. So on, I think this is how you made it. You said, "I learned to fake it till I make it." Like, are you still kind of? Like, what does that look like
1: for you? And is that still something you're still doing? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think the cool thing about, well, the cool thing about my, I mean, this generation of artists is that you really can fake it until you make it. Um, with technology and everything, I can, well, I mean, we live in a generation where I can, someone can post a TikTok of them rapping and and then sign a record deal a, a week later because it blows up or the, and that song gets on the radio or something whereas um before it was probably a lot harder to get that kind of attention um so i i, I didn't have any equipment um I, you know i didn't even know what equipment to buy i just knew i wanted to make music and yeah that kind of, that line kind of just talks about how um, i took it one step at a time I'm, really it was all about connections I would ask to rap for people anytime someone, you know, came and did a concert. And that led to me, you know, I I rapped for Dylan Chase, I think was probably the biggest rapper that I, the first big rapper that I rapped for. And like six or seven months later I was on his album. So that, that kind of just proves that, you know, you, you just, it doesn't matter if you really know what you're doing or not, or you have the equipment or not, you just keep putting yourself out there. And then, um now i look up and i've signed a deal and i'm making music and living out my dreams so yeah
0: hey yeah that's that's awesome um no we love dylan chase too so i don't know yeah if dylan's, I've heard the song. dylan's
1: awesome
0: i'm trying to think if i've heard the song with you featured on it i might have i don't remember at the moment it's but uh
1: so the song is called separate it's on his uh album joyful loser you should check it out
0: oh yeah okay yeah. I, i've definitely listened to joyful loser a few times yeah cool yeah, so I've heard it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. That was a
1: 16-year-old Coop on Separate.
0: Hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's dope. You know, making it, like, getting on a Dylan Chase album when you're 16, that's big stuff. That's cool. Appreciate um, sure. it. So, and Welcome to Exile, and then you kind of, like, coined your term as, like, the Moses of rap. Um, like, how did that come? Like, where, where, like, kind of explain that.
1: Yeah, that. so that was completely unintentional um i well so the the theme of welcome to exile the album it was kind of loosely based on the israelites and um the the exodus and the wilderness wandering that's the whole concept was the world that we live in right now this is our wilderness and we're just trying to make it to our promised land or heaven um so i in a couple lines or a couple songs i likened myself to moses um just just to kind of drive the concept and the theme, but I really wasn't thinking that much about it. And then after the album dropped, I just had like a bunch of DMs and people like started coining the phrase for me. I think someone DM me one time and was like, what's up Lil Moses or something. Hey. And I, I was like, hey, that's kind of funny. And then, so yeah, people kept calling me that. And then I think on my song, Earthquake, I said, um, since Exile, they call me the yeah. Moses of Rap. So it's just kind of something that um, I didn't really expect to happen, but it, I like it. It's stuck. So, um, yeah. yeah.
0: So are you going to drop a, uh, like a project as an alter ego called Little Moses? <laughs> <Like> <laughs> Should, I? Little Moses? Should I?
1: Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've always wanted to. I think Welcome to Exile, concept-wise, is such a great album, even though sonically I know I can do better. So, I've always thought about like sometime later in the future revisiting the concept, maybe with like a part two or something. And mm-hmm. I can definitely keep hitting that, that theme of Young Moses because I, I really like it and I wasn't expecting that to happen.
0: Yeah. I love the Exile album. Your, your song, Intro to Exile, is like one of my favorite songs by you for sure. That's, I think that's the song I first heard you on and it's, yeah. it's fantastic. Thank um, you so kind of moving on from like the childlike stuff to kind of your next move um that you have going on with um Henry, christopher sincere um and i know there's some people watching that won't know what next move is I, we've talked about it before on our channel um we think it's going to be like one of the next really big like collectives mm-hmm. you know you got like 116 Indie tribe stuff like that like next move is right. next <laughs> absolutely um, so can you explain to us kind of like what next move is stuff like that
1: yeah um uh... So yeah, it's a lot like what it sounds like. Um, next move, the reason it was designed is to give artists their next move and position them to be successful. Um, so more than just a label, um, they wanna teach us as artists, You know, the business side, I, I, mean, I mean, we've had meetings already about here's how the business of the industry works. Here's how you can leverage yourself as an artist. Um, here's how to engage people at live concerts um, merchandise, all, all this stuff, and really, they they want to push us to um, be able to like once we're done, once we're out of the contract, or if we decide to stay, it's either way they're going to help us propel to our next move. Um, and so that's really kind of a, I don't know if it's revolutionary, but most I feel like most labels are about like here, let me bring in artists so that we can build ourselves up and make money and and and. And next move is really kind of the opposite. It's let's take these artists that we think are talented and and push them and fund them and give them the tools they need to eventually send them out on their own. Um, so that's kind of the idea and purpose behind um, next move, at least as far as what I can tell and what I've been told. Um, but I definitely agree. I think next move is the next big collective. Um, so for sure, I'm super excited. I think,
0: oh yeah, super dope that you guys have like they teach you the ins and outs of the music business. I think there's a lot of like hard lessons that like are learned and like they can kind of teach you a lot of that before. And that's that's super Absolutely. dope to hear that's what they're doing. Um yep. and YB is like the I don't know, like the creator. He was Yeah, can you explain like the
1: YB thing? <laughs> yeah. So, um he yeah, YB and Tammy founded Next Move. Um they're the creative geniuses behind the whole movement. Um and YB really is all about relationship before anything industry. Um, I had no idea that there was a label or collective that he was looking to start. Um, We first started talking probably a year and a half ago now, maybe longer, maybe two years ago. Uh, Yeah, two years ago now. And he was just encouraging. Um, He was, hey, I love the new song you just dropped or hey, you know, encouraging critiques and constructive, constructive criticism. And, um, he also reached out and said, if there's anything me and my team can do to help you with, um, the welcome to exile rollout. So, so some of that graphics and, and pictures and things that I posted came from him and his team helping out for free completely. Um, and, and he, so he was all about, even before I knew, um, about the, the collective, he was all about I want to help artists that I I see that are talented. I want to help them grow and um, more more relational than anything. And uh, after talking for a while, he, he, he shared his vision with me and was like, Hey, for, I mean, it's been five or six years. I think he was like, I've been, you know, God gave me this vision of what I want to do. And, and he gave me a calling and this is what I'm looking for forward to doing. And I had no idea who the other artists were or, or what, um, but it was you know, kind of like, if you want to be a part of this, let me know. And you know there was all the details that went into that, but I, I ended up saying, yes, I really felt like God was opening the door for that. Um, and so that's where I, why I'm here today. And um, yeah, YB, um, and really kind of his big thing is he went through a lot of those trials that you talked about that artists face in the industry. And he wanted to be the one to say, okay, I've gone through these hard things in the industry. Let me tell you how to avoid them. Um, let me be there so you don't have to go through them alone. He kind of wanted to lay out the blueprint for um, younger artists so that they, they didn't have to do it the way he did, which I think is really cool, so.
0: Yeah, um, I love that. I think that's like what CHH needs is like veterans, like YB to like kind of take these younger artists and like help them out like through the hard right. stuff of the music because like making music is only like 25% of the battle right? Um, oh, yeah. There's a lot yeah, more sure. to it that we don't see um, and you kind of answered uh, my question but um, how, how do you think Next Move will change the genre of C.H.H.? Mm. Uh,
1: I think the biggest thing that we, we keep talking about is that we're going to be we're going to move different uh, that's that's the main thing we focus on every time that we get together and meet and share our vision and plan and execute and it's we want to be we want to do things different than anyone's ever done it before. Um, we want to, I mean, above all, we're going to be unashamed and and honor Christ in our music. Um, and that's not not that that's something that isn't done already by a ton of amazing artists, but it is something that if you're not careful, um, you can lose sight of. In, in, in terms of music and the industry. So we we wanna always keep the gospel, the forefront of our music. Um, and yeah, we, we don't wanna be, you know, caught up in trends. We don't wanna be like, oh, if, if Ravzilla does this, we have to do it. Or if Reach Records does this, we have to do it. And we don't wanna be caught up in that. And we love Ravzilla and we love Reach Records, um, but we wanna be able to say, hey, there's other ways that you can do things. And, and we're, you know, we're paving our own path and that's kind of probably how i think next move's going to change um the industry the most is just being us being unashamed doing things our own way and, and getting after it um uh, yeah
0: yeah i like that like um like the move different thing i mean like mm-hmm. you know we already have a reach records we don't need like a reach records two right, or like a right. rapzilla too right that's still yeah, and i, like I and
1: and i know i said it but like please hear me i i love what reach records does i love what rapsula is about and does so no shade to to them at all but you know we just want to do our own thing we want to move different we want to inspire new groups of people and and stuff so for sure sure
0: yeah for sure um so you kind of said you didn't know who the other artists were when yb reached out to you did you is that kind of how you got connected with henrik and christopher sincere or were you like friends with them before
1: um so i knew of henrik Actually, it was kind of funny. I was on his Instagram live one time. He was like, so he he's a famous TikToker. And at the time he was like critiquing his favorite Christian rap songs or something like that. And so I was on Instagram one day and got tagged on a live and I joined it and it was like, in my mind, I just saw this TikToker reacting to my music and stuff. So he followed me after that, like we followed each other but I didn't really know um, who he was. And then I had no idea who Chris was. Chris said that, uh, I think he told me that he followed me after Welcome to Exile because he saw my um, intro track and really liked it. But other than those, like, small things, we, yeah, we, I had no idea who they were. I, I don't. And I signed. And it was, like, the day I signed, I was added to a group chat and, like, we started Facetiming to get to know each other and stuff, and it was it was meeting these new people for the first time. I really didn't, I I, I hadn't heard any of Chris's music. I don't even think I'd heard Henrik's music. I just knew he was a TikToker. Um, but after that, yeah, it was cool. We we got to know each other.
0: Yeah, that's that is cool. Um, you guys kind of got like a lot of variety. I mean, Henrik, is, like music is very different from yours and Christopher's. Right, you know? that's cool. Right. Um, are you, are you I'm not on TikTok, but are you on TikTok too, or is it just kind of Henrik's thing?
1: <laughs> it's just kind, of, yeah. TikTok's kind of Henrik's thing. Chris has actually been killing it recently. Um, he's got a page with some dope stuff. I think I ha- I think I post like my promo videos on TikTok, but I don't upload or anything regularly. So yeah. I'm I'm pretty non-existent on it. But yeah, that's that's Henrik's lane. He he kills it. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and he's got a ton of like dope hardcore fan base from it too. It's it's cool to see. For sure right. he is
0: yeah he has a lot of followers he's killing it for sure yeah um yeah. so um i kind of saw on instagram you guys were all doing stuff together are we ever going to get a next move mixtape <laughs>
1: hey. you i can't
0: say but you know you can say <laughs> hey all
1: right now uh yeah we were all this was last not this weekend this past weekend uh we were all in uh we were all at the airbnb, airbnb together just making music so there's definitely stuff on the way. I'll say that. That's I'll say dope. that for sure. I cannot wait for that. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So, kind of going into our next thing, just kind of about your music um, in general. So, in um, Childlike, you hinted at writing album three, and like, what what are you kind of wanting to do with album three? I know you probably can't say that much yet, or like, what are your yeah. dreams? I guess.
1: No, I'm I'm glad you asked. This is cool. Um, so, actually, um, about Um, Maybe less than a month before I signed, I had album three completely recorded, mixed, and mastered, finished. Um, I made the whole thing with Dylan Chase over three or four weekends um, during quarantine. And yeah, I I had this, I thought it was going to be this, I mean, I I still love it. I had this project that I thought was going to be amazing. Obviously, I wasn't signed at the time that I was making it, so I thought, you know, this is my project that's going to get me signed and going to get me out there. Um, And in the last probably month or two, I've just scrapped, like, pretty much the whole thing. Um, So Mm -hmm. I'm really excited because I still have the concept. I've kept the concept. Um, I've kept a couple of the songs or the song ideas, and I'm just going to spend the next however long refining it making it better, reworking it, adding new songs, really perfecting it because I think it, I, I think I have something special. Um, so it's been cool. It's a process I'm not used to. Before I, before I was signed, you know, I would write a project and then release it because it, it was just all about how much music can I get out and how can I get myself out there. And this is the first time. I mean, I legit, I invested my own money, hours of time, dylan invested hours of his time mixing and mastering and i I scrapped the whole thing um so it's it's cool it's been a learning process but i really think the final product is gonna be amazing so yeah i have the concept still um i got a lot of the framework and the songs and the ideas and then now that this ep is out i'm just gonna go to work at making this the best album that i can so yep I can wait to hear. I
0: can't believe you just scrapped the whole album though' it was like is i know. Dylan a little offended <laughs> uh,
1: no he did see, he was upset. I think he knew it was coming. He texted me um not too long ago. he was like, is and he's called it the name, but he was like, is the album ever gonna come out and I was like, probably not. I'm we're probably gonna redo this, but he he's an artist um he's been there, he understands, and he's right. super supportive of everything I do so Um, He's always been in my corner, but yeah, it's, it was hard, it was hard for me to do because I love it. I love, I put a lot of time into it and I think there's amazing music on there. I just think I can, I can bring a whole lot more to the table. So I'm excited to see what I can do
0: at the end of your career i expect to see a uh like a coupe, the lost tapes and that better be on oh should i do that should <laughs> you I do should that? i, I oh, have man. the
1: private link on soundcloud the whole album's up there i don't know if anyone will ever hear it <laughs> oh
0: man that's so maybe. sad yeah, maybe maybe,
1: <laughs> maybe i should
0: you, I drop the should. drop the link in our dm i'm, I'm just saying. Like, no. um, yeah yeah
1: that's
0: so yeah no that's dope i cannot wait to hear album three and yeah i i can't imagine having a whole album and then just scrapping it That would like That'd probably take a toll on a toll on you too. Um, yeah, yeah, so, for sure. Um, you said in childlike like that you've been rapping since you were eleven. How did you get started? And when did you realize like this is what I wanted to do? And then when did you realize this is what I can do? You know what I mean?
1: Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. So the really I've loved music from the beginning. Started playing drums when I was like eight years old, and a little bit of keyboard, piano. And then I would write like poetry, worship music. So I've been making music since I was really little, like before I even knew what I was doing. Um, but around 11, 12, uh, the church that I grew up was a very diverse youth group. Um, all, everything was like rap and basketball. That was pretty much all that, that was that was my whole upbringing as a kid. Um, and so there were freestyle battles every Wednesday night, and Tuesday open gym. And, uh, yeah, I just started kind of hopping in, being a part of that, I looked up to a lot of the older guys in my grade, and they were super into, our older guys in my youth group, and they were all about hip-hop, and so that was the influence for that, and since I love music already, I, I kind of just, it kind of just happened, it was inevitable, um, I started joining in on the freestyles, and rapping, and doing dumb stuff, and then, um, I really enjoyed it, and loved it, and, um, found some artists that inspired me that I fell in love with their craft. And so I started writing on my own and yeah. um, So that's kind of how it started. When would I, I was probably 13 or 14, maybe a little bit older when I realized, Hey, I'm, I'm kind of good at this. I was winning a lot of freestyle battles and um, you know, we would have open mics and stuff like that. And, you know, people said that I was good. So, uh, and, and above, above all, like it was my passion so whether people liked it or not you know i went home and i would make music for hours and at that point in my life it was rap so that's kind of i kind of just wanted to do it and you do something so much i mean like i said like the kind of the nine thousand ten thousand hour concept you do something so much you'll you'll get good at it eventually so mm-hmm. yeah
0: and then you dropped your um correct me if i wrong but you dropped your first album at least on spotify at 16 right or what have you been older than that
1: um i I think i was seven i think i was 17 unveiled okay unveiled okay gotcha yeah i'm pretty sure yeah i wrote i wrote the whole thing (laughs) yeah yeah that's right i wrote pretty much the whole thing at when i was 16 it took me forever to get out just because it was my first time releasing an album and i had no idea what i was doing um and then and the last song that i yeah yeah So I was I was sixteen. I think I wrote one of the songs when I was seventeen, and then finally got it out. So,
0: yeah, you probably did. You learn like, and then your next album was then um, Welcome to Excel, right? So then, Mm -hmm. did you learn a lot from that first album that you were able to take into that album?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I learned a lot first and foremost about promoting and how to drop and release and market an album, because. Uh, the first one, literally all I did was like drop it. And I I had worked so long to get it out there that when it finally did, I was like, hey, I dropped an album. And then that was it. Um, so I, I definitely learned the importance of when you've spent so much time on something, how to properly market it and put it out. And then, yeah, sonically, I think I learned a lot. Um, there were so many unkept things about that first album, uh, like audibly, that. I could have touched up and done a lot better that I think I corrected on the next album. So it's just little things like that, but they definitely helped Welcome to Exile be a much better project. Cool, yeah, like,
0: you know, the saying goes, like, no matter how good a music you make, if you don't market it, no one's gonna listen to it anyways. Like, it can right. be like the best yeah. music ever and have like right. under a thousand streams. <laughs> um, for sure, for sure. No, so uh, who would you say have been your biggest inspirations like musically?
1: uh yeah i have some weird music inspirations um because i'm a rapper but i feel like i listen to less rap now than i ever did uh my so i keep i always tell people the reason that i make music is justin bieber um i was eight years i was eight years old yeah seven or eight and his documentary came out and he was like there was old home videos of him like playing drums and piano and stuff. And like I saw that and I was so inspired and a week later I started drum lessons. So that's like how I got into making music. Um, J Cole is probably the most, my most, um, my biggest inspiration as far as rap is considered, um, J Cole and Drake both inspired me a ton my whole childhood. Um, And then obviously Lecrae and KB and Andy and um, all those guys, Reach Records as a whole. Um, And then I would say uh, John Dullian's probably the one who inspired me the most musically, um, just as far as my love and passion for music as a craft. So yeah, there's a whole wide range and variety of people from pop stars to rappers to everything in between, so yeah but those those are probably my biggest inspirations.
0: No, that's crazy. Um that I feel like John Bellion keeps getting brought up when I ask people this question.
1: <laughs> so uh, No, dude, listen. If you've ever heard the term your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, have you ever heard that term? Like he's yeah, the guy I have. Yeah. So yeah. John, well John is a rapper too, I guess, but he's a pop artist. But any any musician that you love? and that inspires you john bellion inspires them like he's sure. he's insane he he can play any instrument he can write like nobody's business he can rap sing produce he does it all he's insane
0: yeah i love john bellion specifically his the human condition album i think that one's fantastic mm-hmm. um, yeah i got it also- on
1: i got it on vinyl somewhere over here <clears throat> but yeah <laughs>
0: No, oh, yeah, I, I forgot that you really like Justin Bieber. I see you talking about him on your Twitter quite
1: often, and I'm, I'm a huge Justin yeah. fan too. So, oh, connect. dope! Yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's cool. It's I like sometimes when I first started saying that as like a rapper, people were like, "What? Like Justin Bieber? Like you like that stuff?" But no, I, I love all I love all kinds of music. Pop, I love pop music. So, and Justin Bieber is a big part of that. He inspired a lot of what I do.
0: For sure, yeah. I think it's good to listen to a lot of music because then you get a inspiration from a lot of different places so kind of um going away from like the music part who has inspired you the most like personally in your life
1: mm. um I definitely say my dad um uh, my youth pastor inspired me a whole lot um I've got a close close-knit friend group and we all love music too so when we inspire each other and we're competitive and um, so that's, that's been a big inspiration. There's a lot of pastors that I love and follow authors. Um, I'm, I'm a big reader. So, um, you know, CS Lewis inspired me a whole lot. Um, uh, I'm trying to think Ted Decker inspired me a whole lot. So people like that, they're, they're, I, I'm leaving out so many things and aspects of my life, but a lot of people have inspired me for sure.
0: Yeah, that's dope. Um, so uh, that's cool that you're a big reader. I feel like reading is slept on.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, for have- sure. I love reading. I was I was a book nerd growing up.
0: That's what's up. So, yeah, we're running out of time. We only got about two minutes left, so um, we'll okay. just leave it at that. Well, thank you again, Coop, for coming on. Um, super super excited that you're able to get on. Where can we find you on your socials?
1: Oh uh, Yeah, I'm on Instagram. I'm Coopy Trill, uh, CoopyTrill, C-O-O-P-Y-T-R-I-L-L. On um, Twitter, I'm at the Koopy Trill, and then you can follow Next Move on Instagram, and you can follow the Next Move YouTube account to see all of our music videos from me, Henrik, Christopher, Sincere. Um, so yeah, that that's that's me on socials. On Spotify and Apple Music and everything, it's just Koop. If you type in Koop Childlike, you'll hear my latest project. Um, it should pop up on everywhere music is streamed. So.
0: Yeah, we'll leave a link to all your socials and your Spotify and um, the link. Be sure to listen to his new project; it's fantastic. As well as check out some of his other stuff. He's got a lot of really good music there, and uh, you can also find some of his songs on our next up playlist. We'll also leave a link to that. But uh, yes, sir. Be sure to comment and subscribe. Uh, comment your favorite coop song, and until next time.